Good morning, and welcome to another Slab Bodybuilding Podcast. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit different. Today we're at the Wave in Bristol for the Welsh Bodyboard Club and Bristol Bodyboard Club get-together. Um, I have no idea how it's going to work, or podcast is going to work, but we're going to see, maybe chat to some interesting people. But the first thing I want to do is just say thank you very much to our sponsors for today. So that's Surfiers. Um, they've been really, really generous. They've given us loads of stuff to give away to the members of the clubs. Uh, also, Sea Monster, been really, really generous, and Hempoid CBD. So, um, just thank you so much to those guys. But uh, for now, we're just going to get checked in, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. So we're here with uh, a whole group of people today. So we've got Alex Clark, the chairman of the Welsh Bodyboard Club. We've got Ty Jackson, a member of the Welsh Bodyboard Club and your first time at the Wave. Yeah, And fair. we've got uh, Rich Livock, the secretary of the Welsh Bodyboard Club. But um, I think I'll start with you, Ty, because uh, yeah. you're brand new. How was the session today? How do you yeah, think about it? pretty sick. Yeah, very impressed. Blew my expectations of what it would have been like. But yeah, got more waves than I expected. Yeah. Couple little barrels, couple rolls. Nice. More rolls than I've done before. In the <laughs> so yeah, pretty impressed. Like, yeah. yeah, love that. Sick. And tell us a little bit like about yourself. So where are you based? Where do you come from? Yeah. So based in Pembrokeshire, yep. uh, just outside Saunsford. And um, yeah, so got a few like local waves on there, a few wedges and chorries and stuff. But yeah, love it. Like, it's um, good to experience the waves down there. But it's been nice to surf like a artificial wave and experience the. Uh, Bit different type of a, of a wave you know and yeah so I mean, in fresh water as well like it's weird like coming out of the water and you feel like fresh and not salt water water coming out you know yeah, it is definitely stuff, a, like, it definitely is a strange feeling yeah. definitely and how is it like surfing with so many bodyboarders in the water yeah it's really good like you know some days you'll get you know big crew of us down our spots but not often you know it's usually just me and rich and phil mm-hmm. wednesday so yeah it's like usually a small crew of us so yeah it was nice to have just bodyboarders and you know, one surfer out there but yeah it was a good crew and everyone cheering each other on for waves yeah it was nice how, how do you think he, that one surfer felt today yeah i'm not good not good yeah, a bit intimidated i think wasn't he? <laughs> especially when he messed up on a couple of the waves i mean <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah it was good crew like you know we all got plenty of waves yeah it was um, nice and it was good to see what other bodyboarders around the area can do you know maneuver yeah. wise and stuff like that yeah see other skills and learn from them and so yeah it was really good wicked enjoyed it very very cool alex how was your session yeah it was all right like ty said a few barrels a few spins a few rolls um yeah kind of missed that barrel barrel setting like I'm still in between I don't know what I think of these new settings yeah I think I know there's a lot of talk about it like what people want and stuff and they got to try different things for people but the old expert session was quite good because it was a mixture of the different settings so just uh, tell us what did we surf today what was the so he's on the expert turns um, it is good because people well it's not always gonna barrel so people have to think about the wave differently. Um, surfed the expert barrel the other day, which is all good fun, but after barrel number 10 or 12, I was starting to get a bit bored of it, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's all good fun. Like, can't take that away from it, but I think I do prefer the variety of the, the mixed expert session. Sweet. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah. Having the different different session, different waves, makes for a, a, a funner session. Um, a question for you, Rich. What do you, how, how do you think today's kind of event's gone? Like, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's so good to see so many bodyboarders here. How many? So you um, and I surfed on different sides. You surfed the right, I surfed the left. How many bodyboarders were on your side? Do you I think? think I was on the right, and I think it was half and half. Okay, so and what's that like? The standard of the, um, the stand-ups wasn't great, and there was quite a few waves fluffed, which is you know is a bit frustrating. But um, I think 
in their defence, they were good for getting out of the way when they fluffed it, you know, and, and not like you know, really quite a few of them. If if they missed their first wave, wouldn't even go for the second one. Would just get out of the way, okay, join the sweet. back of the queue. So you couldn't really grumble about that. Um, yeah, going back to what you said, how many bodyboarders? Um, Jeez, how many is in a session? Is it about 17? 17, 17, is it? So, yeah, I mean, you, probably, yeah, roughly half. Roughly half, yeah. Roughly half. So, so sort of eight, eight or nine um, bodyboarders on our side, and then, say, 16 on your side. 16 yeah. on our side. So, it's a good turnout. Yeah, especially. real good turnout. And yeah. I, I think when you get a turnout like that, the vibe in the water's better yeah. as well. Like, I've been a few times where I'm one of only a handful of bodyboarders. Yeah. And the vibe's fine because everyone's going to get a wave you know it's not like where it's you're hustle. in the ocean and, and, and it's, it's a set of four waves and you might or might not get a wave you know you're, you're in that queue you're definitely going to get a wave but the vibe's just better when it's when it's in bodyboarders yeah you know yeah I had a, I had a good session really I, I, I wasn't overly happy with my performance because I, I sort of padding out watching other people pull rolls and land rolls and stuff and I was kind of struggling to find the sweet spot on the wave but yeah. I still like had a good time yeah. didn't, didn't really fluff anything or you know kind of had plenty of, I had a good few sets where I had two waves and yeah. you know come away feeling pretty like exhausted like I had a good workout yeah. so I'm happy I, I, th- I think it's hot. I think we're all maybe guilty of being overcritical of ourselves sometimes maybe like I think was it you that I was talking to in, in the water where it was the last wave and it's kind of that what, what do I do on this last wave do I go for something and push the limits or do I just do something that I know I can land or like, yeah. you know, it's like the fun fun versus pushing yeah. the limits yeah. we're all critical of ourselves like, yeah. Yeah. and the Not, thing is if you get two waves in a set yeah. you, you're quite tired by that second one and you don't tend to push yeah. that one either so yeah, there's exactly. a number of waves throughout the, the sesh where you don't really push it like the first couple as well you're getting or mm-hmm. for me and Ty who, who yeah. don't come here regularly then you're getting used to it as yeah. well so is it, yeah don't sort of go for stuff very often yeah. and when I do I'm like a bit disappointed if I don't land it yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing with it like a lot of a lot of people I'd say you can get into a little men- mental battle yourself you can go down the price per wave route that some people go in like and try and justify but I think it comes with surfing your regular that you just like shake all that off and you forget about it and it is what it is like do you know what I mean it's like today but I got a a fancy new watch counted that I got 16 waves within an hour within an hour I mean you could sit in the sea for two hours for that easy like do you know what I mean so yeah you just you just got to forget about it if you fluff one up. You've, you don't count the ones you screw up in the sea, do you? Do you know what I mean? It's just because you're paying for it, I think. Yeah. The quality of wave here, you know, that's what you know, gives it that, you know, it is a cost of price like, for it, but the quality of wave and the length of wave you were getting and, you know, the ability to be able to do more than one manoeuvre yeah. you can on it is what, you know, gives it that speciality, whereas in the sea, you get those side waves, you've got howling winds, you know, you've got so many other factors, and then you've got angry crowds. I mean, yeah, it gives you that benefit, really, you know, especially being one board in Wales, crowds. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to fight off all the stand ups, yeah, yeah definitely. So it's nice to have a, a crew of just, you know, bodyboarders on our side and mostly bodyboarders and on the right, but yeah. yeah, it was good just to have a good crew of us who all got that wave. We're all, you know, seeing each other in nice little either nuggets or little doing rolls and different yeah. 360s and everything so yeah it was good and it allows you to do those manoeuvres consistently and try out the same manoeuvre on the same section every time if you know the wave is going to almost break the same yeah. every time whereas in the yeah. sea you'd yeah. be going down one wave and you don't know what you're going to do next you yeah. know it's, it's it's more of a guessing game whereas this is you know you can prepare mentally yeah. before each set yeah, yeah. what you're going to do next yeah. and talk about that in the water yeah, so completely it. different like we did you know we're like oh we'll, yeah. we'll try this trick next we'll try this <laughs> trick next and you know you may go for it may not but at least you can talk about it beforehand which is nice like, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the other thing for me is like coming coming down here um, adding value by kind of having a, you know a meet up with some other people yeah. you know and kind of 
making making a day of it, sharing sharing a lift, you know, getting some kind of social stuff going on is mm. is part of it. Yeah. You know, like I suppose if you think about how you might be back in you know back in Pems or whatever, going for a surf is it's yeah. like right, you know the tide, you know what you're doing, you bang, get to yeah. the beach, have your surf, come home. You know, it's not necessarily that sociable. Yeah. Whereas coming here it's like a bit of a drive, so you yeah. want to kind of share share that with someone yeah. that becomes sociable in itself and mm. then when you know if there's a sub meet going on or it's nice then to make yeah. more of it than yeah just so i was actually an hour or so. i was actually thinking about that on on the way here this morning and i was like what makes the the welsh bodyboard club so successful because i can i can put i can confidently say that the, the club is successful um when we do partake in a sport that is so individual. So, like, what, what do you guys think that draw is? Like, you've just mentioned it there, kind of touched on it, but what is that draw for all of us? Like, why, why is the club that successful for, for something that is? We could just do it on our own. You don't have to be part of a club to be a bodyboarder at all. I know there's many that aren't. Like, I think is it the, we've gone down the inclusivity route. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, well, that's all celebrate the best bodyboarders in Wales like do you know what I mean it's, yeah. we just, it's, it's for everybody you've got to take it back to the roots and the origin of the sport like it's about having fun at the end of the day um, even if you're straight lining whatever um, and yeah that's why I'd encourage other clubs to do as well because if you're just going to rally around your best riders in hope of getting them to I don't know the Euros or the, or the Worlds or whatever you're not going to be successful. Um, and like from a club point of view, like for years I've been saying like to the boys or the committee over the years that at the end of the day, the worst bodyboarder is probably the one that's more likely to bake a cake for a raffle, if you know what I mean. So like <laughs> to raise a bit of money and all that. And then that's how you support the better riders. If you can get a Grom, tight no pressure no. if you can get someone <laughs> up to a level where yeah. they can go and represent that the euros will get yeah. a little bit of money behind them and send them on their way yeah. um but yeah like you say the social side of it like the movie night we had and yeah. doing this is the first event today with the bristol club and it's the end of 2021 now so hopefully 2022 we'll have a, a few events like i've already said to them like our movie nights they're only 30, 45 minutes away from us, so movie night. It can be your movie night as well, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's no reason why we can't do a joint one this side of the bridge. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you just got to be inclusive and, like, from the age of three up to the age of 80. Mm-hmm. If your mum wants to get barreled at the age of 80, happy <laughs> days, like, yeah. come along, like, yeah. you're right. I think bodyboarding is a very open sport, you know. It, it, it doesn't take too much equipment, you know, you can buy it a lot cheaper and it has that less pressure, you know, where, whereas like with surfing it, you, you've got like the kind of level of the guys who are, you know, surfing at most of our level and then you've got the, you know, what people call them as, you know, coops on the, on the foamies and stuff, you know, but I think with bodyboarding, you kind of like, we're all like equal in that sense where, you know, we... We know who's who are like the better riders, but we still respect and understand those people who are you know still learning and getting into the sport. But we're more open to, to helping them out, giving them advice, and like you know what you you've done, Rich. You know when I first started, you were giving me advice in the water, but you've done as well. You know when I've seen you out in the water, so it helps a lot. Then you know where you find it a lot more open, whereas surfers like find them in the water a lot more closed off and don't want to you know give that advice as much to people who come up in the sport but I think it is getting a bit more of a name for itself bodyboarding for sure like and I, yeah the club you can tell there's a Grom speaking yeah. that didn't experience the, yeah. the, the late 90s and yeah. 2000s yeah. When yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's much more accepted now isn't yeah. it you'd think back like 20 years yeah. ago oh, we were just you know outcasts yeah I remember being in Swansea Union having aggro in the water yeah. all over the gallery for riding a bodyboard. Yeah. And now it's kind of like totally accepted. Yeah. You've chosen to ride a bodyboard. Yeah. 
fine. You probably yeah. prefer slabs and wedges. Yeah. Yeah. Combo, you know. Yeah. And I, I, that's kind of one of my things. Like, yeah. I have great respect for any any stand up who will join me at the, yeah. the, my favourite spots. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully they have a similar respect back for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bodyboarders and bodyboarding. You tend to find like the better standard of surfer respects it more. Yeah. It seems yeah. to be the lower standard standard of stand ups who seem to have a chip on their shoulder like yeah. um, but you know, it's all about education at the end of the day and fair play, our members we've got a good group and if they see some bodyboarders, potentially first timers or whatever, just you know, in the in the white water they do make a point of going across and introducing themselves and saying oh have you heard of the welsh volleyball mm. club so you, you know that's part of the success there's, without members there's no club like you know, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but um yeah was it shambles he did a video a few years back i think it was shambles and he said something along the lines of people may not know what bodyboarding is but they will they will, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we're doing, and the wave pool has showcased it even more so. Yeah, especially in well, in the UK is yeah. massively, massive. Um, let's jump, take it real way back. Um, it's, where did the Welsh Body World Club start? Because it's kind of weird for, and especially for um, for South African, for Wales to have a bodyboard club, it kind of like the two almost just don't go together. So where did it all start? What's, let's talk about the club specifically. Um, so go back eight years ago. So when would that be? 2013. Um, and there, there was something going on down on the Gower. Um, I think it was uh, a bit of a page, just a Facebook page or something, but nothing was really happening. And uh, Mike Norman and John O'Sharp, they were working together and they were surfing in the area like and I think they turned to the guy who's running this page and said, Look, we're we're gonna like if you don't mind, we'll take this on kind of thing and we'll we'll start the club. So they started doing bits and pieces and then uh, I met some guys out in Bali, uh, Team Taff they call themselves, uh, Jason Hughes Mac McLean, um, Roger Bevan, who's sadly not with us anymore. Uh, there was Keith Usher down on the Gower as well. Yeah, I know Keith. Um, trying to, I don't want to miss anybody out, like. Uh, but there, there was a few of us. Um, basically, we had a, a meeting down in the Prince of Wales pub in Kenvig, and we said we want to set up this club, and uh, how do we go about it? And it's like, well, if we all put ten pound in now. That'll allow us to buy some stickers and some t-shirts. And then we've got a membership, haven't we? And I think it was 10 pounds, it might have been 20. But anyway, that's how it started. And yeah, it, it grew from there. Um, you know, we, we had a few jams. Um, it, and this is like going back to the inclusivity kind of thing. It, the club was based around having competitions back then. And it's not competition isn't for everybody like do mm -hmm. you know what I mean and you had members who'd come along but they didn't really want to compete as if they didn't feel that, that they weren't at that standard or mm -hmm. whatever and then yeah we did that for a few years and then to be honest with you things fizzled out a little bit but we kept things it was ticking over in the background people came and left and yeah until was it two well, three years ago yeah. now, Rich, wasn't it? Maybe about three years ago, yeah. wasn't it? Twenty eighteen-ish. Bit of a cry for help, and uh, we want you, kind of thing, be a part of it, and yeah, it, it took off, and it, it is what it is today. Like, do you know what I mean? And putting a good uh, events calendar in, and which is evolving. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, just having good people on board. Uh, too many people over the years have come and gone, like on the committee, like, do mm -hmm. I mean? So, you all know who you are, and thanks for your help, like, but yeah, that's where we're at today, and we're looking forward to bigger and better things going forward. I think that um, we mentioned in 2018, you know, that sort of call out for committee members and the kind of um, new enthusiasm for the club. It sort of almost came at the right time for me 
to become involved, and I, and I'm, I imagine probably for other people as well, where you know I'd kind of kind of been aware of the Welsh Bodyball Club for the, the five years prior, but not not really that involved in it, um, and kind of in like in Pembrokeshire, definitely seeing the lack of promotion of bodyboarding and like there's there's no people taking it up there's no groms there's like it's dying you know and thinking well it's kind of happening all over like 360 mags gone um there doesn't appear to be the numbers of groms that there was back in you know 20 years ago yeah sort of thing. and it started to you know i guess part of it is was, was kind of being a parent and you know having kids and thinking about um you know what bodyboarding gave me would it you know be able to give them the same sort of thing and you know, like thinking i i need to do something about this this is not this is not good like it's dying bodyboarding is dying in, in wales and the uk so sort of that call for a new committee came at the right time you know it's like fitted with where i was in in my life and what i want wanted to do for the sport that you know, it's given me a lot. Yeah. It has given me a lot. So, yeah, here we are, three years on from that call. We're doing real good stuff, aren't we? Yeah, and like you say, that's what, like, the focus. I know I've just, well, my boy's just turned one, but even before I had my boy, he was saying, like, it's not about us, it's about the kids. Yeah. And it's like, there's no kids in the club. It's like, exactly. Yeah. It's about the kids that aren't in the club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, we're all at the age now, or a lot of us are at the age where we have got kids. So, when we're doing stuff, let's say we don't want to go and watch the best in Wales. We want the ones who haven't even started to be there yeah. and experiencing them. Because if we're going to have a Welsh world champion, they're probably not even born yet. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's almost like what we want to do is um, kind of promote everyone getting their first tube on a bodyboard because yeah. as yeah. soon as that happens you're, you're booked you're, for life yeah, that's it that's done um, yeah yeah that was out of, out of this world experience i'm carrying on bodyboarding forever sort of truth that that is true so ty how how is it for you like being a grom mm-hmm. in the far reaches of wales like yeah. do you feel like you're the only one or do you know of any other underground bodyboarders out there that are in the water like do you, people speak about it at school or college or anything like that? Or is it just silence? Yeah, completely silent, literally. like So I like to go on the beaches with the yeah. online. And uh, I started there, that was like three years ago now. Okay. And uh, yeah, I started I call there. you a grom. I don't even know yeah. how old you are now. Yeah, 19 now. 19, so, yeah, so you're not even a real yeah, grom anymore. anymore. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah I know. Just out of grom. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. But I started there with 17, so I, I finished the first Says season. how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I started surfing, I started standing up with a few of my mates because a lot of my mates do surf, you know, so I'd surf with them and, um, you know, there was a small crew of us would be surfing with them, but, you know, all the ways, you know, the one, days I wanted to go out on the forecast where you'd see be perfect, always at my level, you know, I was still that beginner, so I did that for a few months, but then went, to, went on holiday to Tenerife and it was too expensive to, you know, rent a board every day, so I thought, oh, I'll buy a bodyboard, it'd be fine. You know, so I bought a shark one, you know, the usual. Took off on a couple of little ones, like, and uh, yeah, literally broke the board, but literally, like, had a few waves and was like, oh my God, you can actually, like, surf on a bodyboard. I didn't even know that, you know? So I bought a proper one, brought, like, a Pride EPS board, and then got my first ever barrel, and was like, never thought you could even get barreled before. And then, uh, yeah, and then I came home and started surfing my mates that surfed again. And, uh, and every day I would be like, oh, I can't sit if I would just go out on the bodyboard. And I kept doing that. And then we hit lockdown. And then after we came out of lockdown, after researching bodyboarding, I, I kind of stuck with it then and just thought that was the, the path I wanted to lead down. And I continued bodyboarding since then. I, I sold my sticks and, yeah, kept with that then, basically. And, so and nothing to do with me and Phil. Yeah, it helped a lot, actually. <laughs> it yeah. did. I only turned up one day, I remember, down our, down our wedge, like, and... Uh, I remember it was after like a little sizey swell and I, I turned up on my bodyboard and yeah, I caught a couple of ones and you were like, ah, oh, nice little nugget there. It was like just a little close out, but you know, it was just you, you two out and me, you know, and that was it. And it was just three bodyboarders in the water and that was it. And I was like, 
it made me realise like this is the kind of ways I want to be surfing and I couldn't have surfed them on a stick and that progression is what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't want to be surfing, you know, like one foot of white water on yeah. a stick for years. For years, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. but I, wa- I wanted to progress to, to the levels where I was watching you guys getting, you know, nice sized barrels, you know, draining to the beach and I was like, well, that, that's what I want to be in, you know? Yeah, and you've and progressed pretty fast in. as well, to yeah. be honest, you know, you've been yeah. bodyboarding seriously for what, two years? Yeah, two years this Christmas it would be. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty good going. I kind of think yeah. I I didn't really take up bodyboarding until I was about oh, eighteen, properly, yeah. which would be yeah. what a couple of years, yeah, but more or less the same time yeah. as you took it up. But you yeah. like progressed really quickly, and mm. I think you've been kind of fortunate that yeah. you've I've said it before. You know, you've found all these spots, yeah. and and you know when they work, and you get in yeah. the right tide and the right conditions. I had to learn all of that stuff, yeah. and it took me like yeah. years so, to learn it. And now that's not our sound. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that crackle is not sound. And one of the big differences there is when I was learning it, there was no social media. No. Yeah. And now you've yeah. got you know you've you've got it instantly yeah. in front of you. Yeah. You know, where was breaking good? Where yeah. wasn't? Yeah. And all this stuff, and you've got people helping you as well. Yeah, and and that, well, that's what I was going to say. Tie back to the club. I mean, yeah. you have. Yeah. I mean, how much, how many years experience through all of the, yeah. the old guys in the club that, that you can draw on and yeah. lean on, yeah. Yeah. local yeah. conditions, yeah. boards, whatever it is. Like, you tend to find nobody wants to tell you where to surf, but they might let you share a lift or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, it's totally, it's like, it's probably not on to, to like give away everything on the chat, no. sort of thing. Yeah. but you know, if you want to find out, you private message someone and people are like pretty alright about it yeah. pretty open and yeah. yeah like saying about Ty's progression you know that that goes hand in hand with having a decent standard of body border around you yeah, yeah definitely back to the pool again yeah. that's another good thing about the wave pool but like I've watched people club members or even just regulars or whatever guys here and I've just seen them they, they tend to come up to the same level as the others, like like doing really these people yeah. pushing roles out there who probably never even tried them before, yeah. and they've been given this platform, yeah. and they've seen people doing it. So, which is all good for the sport. At the yeah, end of the definitely. Day. Yeah. definitely. I was impressed today. Like, there's some you know decent standard out there. Yeah. When I, I don't know, I guess I don't really see many other bodyboarders when I'm in in the sea. Yeah. So to come, you had the South, Af- and, uh, South African crew on your I'm side like, too. What? Yeah. Everyone's pulling and landing rolls. It's like, yeah, jeez, this is good. You know, people are ripping here. You know, like if yeah. Ty was just down New Gale or Amroth yeah. or whatever, yeah. the lone booger. Yeah, he might not have even put a set of fins on yet. No. Do I yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. So, um, to wrap it up. What's the kind of goal of the club? Where do you guys see it over the next sort of next? Let's call it one year. So, what what's what's the goal? What's the vision of the of the club for the, the next bit? So, I know we say we don't want to. It's not all about competing, but basically, we need to pave a way from grassroots or from entry from from beginners. We do need to pave a way to competition. To recognised competition, which would be through the ISA and the ESF, European Surf Federation. So yeah, so 2022, hopefully, we'll have a Welsh Nationals. Yeah. Hopefully then, we, we are in talks, hopefully we'll be able to do a British Nationals with the English Channel Island. We're struggling with people from Scotland at the minute, so if anyone's listening, and from the Scottish Surf Federation or whatever, we need you to do a British Nationals. And then, obviously, in time then, like I say, once you've held the British Nationals, that's your pathway to the Euros and the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, we could be sat here in eight, 12 years or whatever, talking about the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. Like That's what we're looking at. But like I say, emphasizing on fun all the way through yeah you, you've mm-hmm. got to have that pathway mm-hmm. to be serious but 
you have to have fun and everybody has to be involved like you know parents and everything yeah. we, we need and days like this where it's just community and and it's fun and it's networking with other people yeah. um, you know you say about the kids and all that like my boy he's one now he doesn't know what he's got ahead of him like but <laughs> They've got to be around it yeah. to know of it. Yeah. It's no good when he's 15 saying, oh, there you are, there's bodyboard going. He's yeah. got to be around it, like, and that's everybody's kid. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And not necessarily bodyboarding. Yeah. When we do our monthly meets, if the kids want to roll around in the sand, kick yeah. a football or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So that's where we're at. We just waiting for the rest of the UK to pull their finger yeah. out. Like, we're doing all we can in yeah. Wales at the moment. Like, yeah. 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 We yeah, took a bit of a hit on events as well, didn't we? You know, because of COVID. So it'd be good to get to, you know, some decent kind of events calendar back together. You know, we missed... We, we've done all right, haven't we, in 2021? We, we, we have done all right, but I guess we've missed a few of the things that we would have liked to have done. Um, so that's, yeah, that's another... For the club, get, getting that calendar yeah. back up and rolling. Yeah, trying to get uh, yeah, a few more events. Global challenge 2019, 2020, 2020 and 2021, just a writer for, yeah. for everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But the Welsh, definitely. I'm keen. I'm keen to enter the Welsh. Yeah, yeah. I would be keen. Yeah, we've got to get, if we can get more than one heat, we'll have smashed it, really, wouldn't yeah. we? Because yeah. previous years, there's, there's been bodyboarding in the Welsh but maybe only four people entering or whatever if we Straight can get final, like, if we yeah. can get to eight people entering twelve people entering oh it would be sick I think I'd be very happy with that definitely yeah I think that with the growing numbers of people out there the, of bodyboarders either returning um, we'll be chatting to the Bristol Bodyboard Club in a second that's up and coming there's a possibility that the English Bodyboard Club is also s- sort of firing back up a sleeping giant mm-hmm. there um, kind of uh, yeah really positive at the moment mm. but what I will um, say as well people like our members don't be put off by the word competition like oh, no, don't, no. don't doubt yourself because every dog has his day at the end yeah. of the day like, yeah, yeah no that is absolutely true yeah. I was at the Welsh this year um, and every level of surfer and every craft was in it you know, I, I, I know longboarders in it, um, you know, shortboarders in it, every age group, every level was in there. And yeah, sure, you know, ultimately the best wins and, and people get knocked out along the way. But the sort of social side of it mm-hmm. and just like promoting the sport, there was a real buzz around the event. Yeah. You know, like I went down to so, Fresh and I, you couldn't park. So and, just, and just for the, the, the listeners, when you say the Welsh, what... So the Welsh Nationals... Um, surfing competition. It's, okay. it's every it's every year. It's normally held in um, spring at Freshwater West. Okay. This year, it, there were no waves in on, on the date that they had allocated, so they postponed it until uh, the autumn. Then. Okay. Um, and there was a real buzz around it. You know, the fresh was full. There were people from away there. I had people like. You know, sort of as I was getting changed, driving past, going, oh, what's going on today? Or, yeah. or where's the surfing? Can you tell me where I, where to go? And so, you know, it was happening. And no bodyboarding was there. No. There was no bodyboarding. I was like, well, I'm going to paddle out now, right next to the comp, just to promote bodyboarding. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, Ty, Ty did, Phil did. I actually ended up in between the comp flags because of the rips. <laughs> Not an issue because. Uh, they were like the other side, other end of the flags. Yeah, okay. But I kind of thought to myself, well, if they blow a whistle and tell me to get out, I'll get out. But if I'm not causing any issue, I'm just going to stay put. Because people are like watching this comp and they'll see me surfing and they'll be like, oh, bodyboarding's legit. Yeah. You know? So and wouldn't it be good if we actually had heats in there? Yeah. And, you know, I know maybe... You can write it off. Oh, they'll put us in the worst waves, or we'll be judged by by standard judges and all that. But it doesn't it, matter. You know, we need to get people in that competition, and that's just you know the most well, one of the most important. Maybe I'll sign up next year. Next year, yeah. cannon fodder. Yeah, obviously myself and Ty went yeah. down to the CBS Cornish um, bodyboard series yeah. event, and they're super mad keen to yeah. do something similar up here, or yeah. you know. 
jump on board with us or you know yeah. they're saying they got all the equipment just just do it like do you yeah. know what I mean so there's plenty in the pipeline um, bridges are being built yeah do you know what I mean and uh, the froth levels high like so yeah. with competing it's just a learning experience that I found you know even though I got knocked out straight away lost my heat but watching other riders you know the quality of riders in that competition were yeah. unreal you know something you don't see you know yeah on your daily surfs, you know, so it was that experience of seeing so many bodyboarders all grouped together, sharing froth, you know, and you were going out there, you were putting, you know, putting that rash vest on, going out there, you know, having the, the switch in your mindset to catch in, you know, two, three, four good waves in that 15, 20 minute heat, yeah. rather than, you know, usual surf where you go out, have a little chat to catch a wave. I think about catching it, oh, I'm going to miss that set, I'll catch the next set. Yeah. Whereas this one, you have to be focused and make sure you're catching those waves. So I think yeah. learning experience, you become such a better surfer, doesn't mean you have to win, but just by experience yeah. in a heat, it changes your mindset uh, completely. So yeah. when you paddle up on your daily session, if you have to have a quick work surf, you know, before work surf, yeah. in the morning, it just changes your mindset to go into that mode and catch, you know, good quality waves in a short period of time. Yeah. And I think you've become a lot much better, you know, bodyboarder through, you know, just entering a competition than you would, you yeah. know, never competing yeah. in your life, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why the competition scene I think doesn't matter what your level is, just compete. Yeah, that's I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's great for everybody, just like, just the experience. But yeah. um, it's... Um, Oh, good. Another good thing as well, um, and we've got it in, in the pipeline and hopefully this side of Christmas, if not, it'll be after. But um, with, with competition, obviously, brings judging. Um, and we've been offered, Rob Barber's very kindly offered. He did do with a club years ago, back when we was doing competitions. He's offered to do a judging course. It was based around the IEA back then, so I don't know. So, it's an introduction to judging, but I'd advise, obviously, competitors to do that because they'll know what they're being judged on. Yeah. They know the criteria, so you can learn about competition, surfing there. But it also opens it up to people, maybe parents, yeah. who you know don't they don't think they're competent. Everyone's competent, but some people, you know, with doubting themselves, they think, oh, judging that's, that sounds the right thing for me, right? So we're going to do this judging thing. Um, and in time then that could evolve into ISA and all that so if people do want to go through the papers and stuff there's always judges going with the Welsh uh, Surf Federation to the Euros in the world like once you're a judge you're a judge yeah. you're taught to judge bodyboarding longboarding shortboard across the board you're a judge like so like I say that brings up the standard yeah. again so people who don't want to compete and competitors certainly have a part of judging like it is yeah. important yeah mm. sweet that I think is a wrap on that yeah, yeah. Awesome. Alex Clark Ty Jackson yeah. and Rich Liver thank you so much for jumping on here I hope you guys had a wicked session today I had a a good time um, had loads of fun and uh, thank you so much for your time thanks for jumping nice on nice. and um yeah, we'll chat again soon. Cool, we're about to jump on with the Bristol Bodyboard Club now. So we have the Bristol Bodyboard Club with us here. So we have Grant Britton, a.k.a. Ken. We have uh, Connor Pullen. We have Al Lawson, who's uh, sort of involved in the British Bodyboard Club. Yeah, yeah. Not the British Bodyboard, the Bristol Bodyboard Club. EBC, English Bodyboard and Club. And yeah. back up and running now, the English Bodyboard Club. We're getting so there slowly. We'll cut back to that in a minute because that's something I wanted to chat about. But um, for the Bristol guys, your tagline is the drive, the search, the froth, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Obviously, Bristol being largely landlocked, where did, how does that, where did that come from? What's like... Just that itself. I mean, we've, yeah. we've got to literally drive anywhere to get anything, you know? So we're, we're pretty much, like you said, we're landlocked. We're going to Wells, we're going to Cornwall, Devon, any sort of break we can to sort of get any enjoyment out of bodyboarding until this place opened up. Sweet. Yeah. It's, it's kind of... Um, so I used to live near here. I used to live in Bath. And um, it was always a weird thing that the surf culture in Bristol was always quite big, even though it's a completely landlocked um, city, basically. It, I mean, it's weird. It has a harbour, but it doesn't have an ocean. 
Um, what, do you, what do you think that is around the Bristol area? Why is it such a surf? Why is it I such a surf culture? It's purely down to location, like you said. Yeah. I also think it's not too far from Croyd. It's not too far from Wales. It's a few sp spots in Wales and Croyd. So um, I think there's a big group of people, but I think they go to different locations that aren't too close. So yeah, I think it's um, guys that are close to certain surf spots that just head out that way. Cool. And um, what um, kind of got you to, to put the Bristol Bodyboard Club together? What was uh, the motivation behind it? To, to be honest, like, I, I sort of just fell back into it. I, I haven't bodyboarded since early teens. Um, rugby sort of took over. Um, and once I stopped playing a couple of years back, I sort of lost for something to do. I knew my cousin Paul, who uh, still in the sport, still still going out pretty much on his own, um, and he sort of just dragged me along, um, took me to a couple of spots uh, just prior to the second lockdown, and we came here. He wasn't too sure on the place. It was I think it takes a few you know a few sessions to sort of get into it, especially if you've been out you know solely going out on your own, yeah. and uh, yeah. He'd said then, I think we were out here having a beer, and he'd said, well, you know, I don't know anybody else who's in a bodyboard in anymore, you know, it's all sort of stand-up surfs and, and that, and I said, well, there's got some people out there, surely, so we sort of been a bit of a, a tech whiz on the social media, just chucked the page together, just as a bit of a laugh, really, and it sort of snowballed from there. Yeah. And I think within the first two weeks, I think we sort of had half a dozen members, and, and guys that were coming here, so they were faces that we sort of recognised. Yeah. Um, and... It's, it's always one of those, and there you don't really sort of speak up until um, something happens. And it was—it's sort of that was the catalyst of it, really. There was sort of half of us people, and it just it just snowballed rapidly. Okay. So, do you know how many members you guys are up to now? I think we're up to sort of mid thirties, maybe forty. Yeah, so, there's roughly about just short of forty, I would say. But um, I mean, the page is growing a lot more. Um, I came in a little bit later after they had sort of set everything up, so. Um, I kept come to the wave once and I was like, wow, that, that's really good for the UK because it was just after winter. So, you know, it swell, lull, everything like that. So having something like this for everybody to just, you know, you haven't had waves for a while, just go down and jump on. Uh, and then I found the group and yeah, it's just grown ever since. It's just more and more um, bodyboarders are just getting more involved. Um, so I just see it getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I think unintentionally it probably <laughs> he's got set up at the right sort of time. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, you know, after after a good winter swell, that sort of thing. The lull through the summer summer months. Yeah. People were naturally just coming here and, and yeah. getting into sessions and seeing seeing recognising faces like I said and, and sort of I mean we're still getting night people come up and say, Oh, you know, you guys from the Bristol Body Borders and how do we join, how do we get involved, that sort of thing and yeah. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's still growing. Yeah. Um, which is it's good to see. Strong South African contingent too. There's a there's there's a good good contingent of South Africans. Uh, probably a stronger contingent of Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A few Full Portuguese, Portuguese boys in there, and you know they're uh, they're constantly putting in videos for friends back home of, of you know spots. Just absolutely yeah. cooking that side, but yeah, yeah, it's really good international group of guys. I mean, it's. We've got loads of different nationalities in it. Um, everyone's just keen. We, we've, we had our first little surf trip away as a group as well, um, which was quite fun. We went down yeah. Cornwall. Um, so yeah, it's more about getting people involved in growing the sport, really. We're not trying to gain anything from this, but just get people into the sport because yeah. it's such a good sport to get into. So. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Al. The kickstart backup of the English Bodyboard Club because that's been dormant for how many years now? Uh, about four years, I guess. Okay. Um, so, yeah, four or five years ago, we, we changed from the British Bodyboard Club to the English Bodyboard Club. Okay. Um, things have changed with the sort of surf structure over the last few years. Okay. Um, so, we started the EBC. Unfortunately, not long after that, I had a pretty severe medical incident so I kind of stepped back from my involvement at the time okay. at the same time those guys involved um, were also busy and unfortunately it kind of fell by the wayside one of those things you know yeah. life family work um, but we're now in a position we've rebranded it to the English Bodyboard Club that mm -hmm. is sort of rumbling along in the background um, we're looking at organizing or getting a, a manifesto and a, and a structure to the club sorted okay. out 
Um, we've been in contact with the guys here at the Wave with to, with regards to trying to do some events maybe next year, okay. um, informal and formal events in the way okay. of sort of just a, a big fest meet for all the clubs in the country to get together, yeah. and then possibly a small event at the end of that. Um, not not necessarily an official event, but just something that you know um, everyone can work towards. You know, yeah. noticeably. The standards of riding are improving month on month up here. You know, every time we come, you see, like you say, old faces that we saw a year ago, and you're watching those guys now, and they're, yeah. they're killing it. You know what I mean? And you can see that this consistency of the wave really does help people improve their riding. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're not only embracing the wave, but as, a, as the English bodyboard club, we can see that there are other smaller clubs now starting to operate around the country. Yeah. Um, We've sat and discussed at length the option of running a tour around the country and with the, the, the manpower and time available to people, we understand that's not a reality anymore. Yeah. So what we're going to try and do is, is, is organise to have one recognised nationals event per year, yeah. um, but then support all the other smaller clubs around the country. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're hopefully going to run some judging courses so yeah. that everyone can sort of brush up on that because you know, judges are a very important factor of competition. Yeah. Um, and if we can get a small panel of people from around the country that are happy to chip in when they can. Yeah. We can say, right guys, you are the judges, you are standalone. Um, it's all very well and good. I was discussing this with someone the other day. It's all very well and good having friends just come along and, and, and judge a few heats after they've been knocked out. But it's, it, it detracts from the, the critical judging, yeah. in my opinion. You know? yeah, and it, yeah. it can be, you know, we've, I've seen it before where halfway through the third heat someone's missed a wave and asked their buddy what they scored for yellow you know what I mean and, and yeah we want to try and stop that so yeah. there's a clear a clear structure to the, to the competitive scene yeah. um, and I think as well for riders that may want to do a little competition yeah. if you can understand the judging, judging criteria and what yeah. judges are looking for that yeah. in turn then will help you help your riding you know yeah, um, you, you'll know what people are looking for and you can tune yourself in into that yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got a long way to go with the EBC to be fair um, there's, a, there's a, a good like-minded collective of, of people behind it um, they've all got various little different roles that they're sort of trying to um, put into the club mm -hmm. um, but yeah it's, it's very positive and like I say we're, we're looking to support other clubs more so than just be one big umbrella for the whole country because we realise that that's not really a possibility now yeah. um, especially the way the surf structure has been broken down we've got the Welsh club now the yeah. Scots have got the Irish as well so yeah. we need to be standalone yeah. um, and we're not here to dictate we're here to help boost and promote the sport it's as simple as that because I think that's been the issue in the past is bodyboarding is very clicky so you know if you're not in the click you don't really know what's happening and things like that that's it's any even events and things so yeah trying to make it as inclusive as possible and just get everybody involved so that we can grow the sport really cool i think the popularity will change as well of the sport i think it's only going to increase more what with these facilities being built you know there's obviously yeah. what is there another four or five maybe more well there's there's ten, ten and to be built around the country um you know that should increase the sport and also the, the technology will also just get better and better. I mean, these are like still at the early stages. So I think it's still finding the footing of, of what we can, what they can actually do at the wave. Because of course, you know, you can't be throwing out six foot bombs and then you've got guys that, are, you know, just starting out. So I think it's also them finding their feet with how to structure it for people that are a little bit more experienced compared to the young, like yeah. people less experienced. So. Yeah. There's an, I, I did a podcast, my last podcast was with uh, a guy called Ruben Villagas, and um, he spent some time in Europe and he surfed the Swiss one. <clears throat> Their settings actually go up to a, a pro mode, mm -hmm. so they can surf actually a professional mode. The um, kicker with that is there are two things. One, you have to be a part of the Swiss, Swiss Surfing Federation, mm -hmm. and you have to be self-insured to surf it. So those are the criteria. So they will, they do allow you to go up to that mode. There's specific sessions, and there are criteria to, to do it that are over and above just kind of a tick box saying, right, you're good enough to surf that day. I think day. that's what they struggled with at the start when they opened up yeah. here, is that they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't judge and gauge people's skill level and you know, that sort of thing. Also, I think it's a brand new experience for a lot of people in Bristol as well. Because, you know, yeah, we talk about people go to the coast in Bristol and, it's quite a big surfing collection, but I think this is the first time that they've had something so consistent where they can actually structure something more competitive and stuff like that. So it's hope it just gets bigger and bigger so that uh, 
could have more competitions and things like that. What's your guys' goal for the, the Bristol club? What do you guys see? Like, where do you see yourselves in amongst the other collectors that are happening? So you've got the Welsh guys. They're doing a fantastic job on, in, in Wales. Yeah. You've got the English bodyboard club coming up. The Bristol club kind of standalone. It's very inclusive in terms of like it's a city club as opposed to a regional club. So where do you guys see yourselves fitting in in that, that world? I mean, personally for me, I, it's hard for me to say because I'm kind of still new to the sport. Okay. I mean, Connor, Connor's been sort of, uh, you know, he's been riding now for, you know, God knows how many years yeah, and had the experience, obviously, of, of back home riding, you know, decent swell and that. You know, I know, I know there was another, uh, I think it's probably about the same sort of time as what we uh, started up. It was the East Coast. They yeah. just started up, you know what I mean? So, East Coast. I, Rothers, I think, I like you said, yeah, East Coast you know, Rothers, I think with, yeah. with, with more sort of localised clubs setting up, yeah. you know, coming under the umbrella of, you know, English Waterboard Club and things like that, you know, whether there is some form of competition, league, you know, that sort of thing, where it's rather than maybe going out looking at breaks, you know, it can be done at facilities like this, at least it's there, you know, you know it's consistent surf, you know it's, you know, it could be done within a day, there's no waiting for conditions to sort of be right. I yeah, know, I mean, I guess the only thing you've got to worry about is, is, is wind direction with the wave, that's about it. Um, yeah. Personally, for me coming in, I want to do everything that I can to grow the sport as much as possible. Yeah. I'm tired of stigma towards, you know, oh, stand up is better than bodyboarding, but, you know, you have to do bodyboarding before you can stand up, and that's just pure truth of it so um, it's it's about growing the sport uh, for me personally I want to try and grow it as much as I can but get some sort of structure um, discussed with the guys a lot there's, there's nothing for people that want to get into the sport and actually maybe improve or, 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 or take the competitive edge and we would like to not only give that for some people that want to do that if they want to but sort of be a, a hub for people that are maybe a bit more intimidated and you know they they they're scared for going into the ocean because they're scared of rips and they're not too confident in their yeah. abilities. Yeah, it's fantastic. You're not, I mean, you're not paddling massive rips. You, you've got loads of people around you that will support. Saw you someone paddling up. a massive rip today. A few, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, it is. Yeah. I mean, when it kills us, well, so. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think fundamentally it's a great sport. Yeah. You know, around our area, around the city, see see what happens from there, really. Um, it'd be good cool. to see the popularity they grow and we were talking the other day weren't we you know there isn't really any sort of youth coming through like us but obviously but we've noticed you know so no, you we know, all. the majority <laughs> the majority of our members are you know mid mid-20s up to 40s um, which is great but you know a lot of them have got young families you know they are starting to come here and they're using it you know playing the bass session throughout the summer you know as a way to try and get them into Get them on a board, get them in the waves safely, like you said, without rips and worries of you know issues at the beach and that sort of thing. But I guess also we don't want to sort of lose that link with you know surf spots and breaks and yeah. And we, the ocean. we also don't want to be looked at like ah oh, you know these guys are surfing two foot waves in a wave pool. It's not necessarily about that. It's more. If there is swell, then we go chasing for the swell. Um, that's the drive, isn't it? Definitely, that's yeah. one part of it. Um, you can afford the fuel. Exactly. <laughs> so I tag along. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not just about surfing in a pool. It's also about getting the connections. I know, personally, I struggled with swell direction and wind direction here. It's absolutely nuts. You could go from one surf spot that's full on offshore to the next, just down the coast, and it could be blowing full on onshore. So. I've found personally the experience of the, the local guys that have been surfing for a while, they've passed that on indirectly just as being in the club. So there's a massive benefits of being in a club, especially if you're someone who's not from the country. You've got so much experience for guys that just want to help as well. So that's a really positive thing that I've found from the, from the club as well. Cool. Very cool. Al, did you... I'm sure I saw, but I may be incorrect. How much did you, involvement did you have with the Cornish Bodywood Series this year? Um, so this year, not, not a great deal, but um, back last month, um, Dan Catton and Chris Webb um, invited me to go down and, and assist on, on the judging side of things for both the, the, the men's open and then the juniors a couple of weekends after. Um, okay. Yeah, great, great time. Dan, and Dan, Dan Catton, Chris Webb, both doing 
really, really good work down there on the CBS. Yeah. Um, they're keeping it, they want to keep it rather informal. Um, they don't want to go to a full stretched sort of competition mode. Okay. They just, they just, they, it's all about promoting the youth down there. Yeah. Um, of course, there's, there's the men's, the open category, which there's, there's always going to be some takers for. Yeah. But their main driver is, is to get the youth supported. Yeah. Um, by means of competition, bit of training, bit of coaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're on point with what they're doing. Um, and yeah. we've discussed a few little options on things and they're very happy to work with the EBC. Okay. Um, like I say, we don't want to tread on toes and we, we admire what Chris Webb and Danny Cat have done. Yeah. And we're there to support that. The standard was really high this year. The standard was super good, super, yeah. super good. Um, some of the highlights on that. Yeah, it? the highlight reel was good. I mean, the, the, the competition, uh, the waves on both days for both comps were, were very awkward. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it, the first few heats, low tide, poor treat, it's one of those waves that's pretty closey out here. So it was, the first couple of heats were really tough to be fair. It could have been anyone out of the four riders in each heat that could have got it. It's yeah. just a matter of where you were sat on the beach and what peaks you got, you know? Yeah. So it was tight. Um, the good thing with Portreath, as the tide pushes, it, it starts to throw the, the V wedge. So yeah. then, you know, maneuvers come a little bit more easier. Yeah. And yeah, the, as the tide pushed, I mean, the, the men's open final, we, we had, we ended up, it was running out of lights and we ended up having 12 cars on the promenade with the headlights on and literally they surfed the final in the dark. It's um, like a scene yeah, from, was, um, from oh, Point Break. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was class, it was class. But I mean, you know, but again, you know, halfway through the final, Chris Reb went out into like knee deep water, shouted to the finalists, look, are you guys okay? Can you see? And they're like, yeah, absolutely fine. We're happy to continue. And then he come back, saw us as judges, you guys okay? Yeah, not a problem. And yeah, Taylor, Taylor Prisk took the win. It, yeah. was, it was good. And yeah, the, the vibes were really good. Um, the junior comp was awesome this year as well. You know, yeah. there's a couple of new guys down there. Um, one young lad that I met, Darwin, um, he was, it, was just, it was just so refreshing to see. It was his first competition. You could see he was quite nervous on the initial walk out and paddle out. Um, he got through his first heat and then you get the smile on his face was just yeah. priceless so yeah. yeah top 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 lad was Darwin and like I say Tom Catton took the win um, yeah. tough battle in the Ethan final Ethan Footed was second wasn't it? I think he was yeah yeah it was tight it was tight all the way through the junior final it was like whoever gets the next good wave could take it you yeah. Know? and yeah I'll give them all their dues they kept their head kept themselves apart no interferences and they, they went for it and they pushed it and it was really good to see so Wicked. long may that continue yeah their Cornish body was here is doing really well they are really good a, to see doing a stellar job um, yeah. and they're getting more and more uptake each year by the looks of it as well so good. again it's quite a big field again on the juniors especially there was yeah. there was it's, it's getting bigger there were a couple of no-shows this year which is a real shame just to sort of fortify the numbers if you know what I mean but you know that's life we, we know that happens but I, I think yeah with what Dan and Chris have done so far yeah. and the more they push it I think they're going to get more and more involvement um, and it's it's up to all of us as adults now to try and get the youth into it you know yeah. like Connor said there's, there's, there have been a few divides there have been a few sort of clicks over the years here and there maybe um, not necessarily the right word but we all know what localism's like at beaches but what I've found with the wave every ego is left in the car park yeah. once everyone's here yeah. it's all about getting a left or a right and having a smile on your face exactly. and, and I, I feel that is now becoming more noticeable at the beach as well you know um, easy for me to say being in Cornwall so I can I, I can I have got the opportunity to get to the beaches a bit more than the <laughs> Bristol boys you know yeah. but generally speaking now yeah the, the vibes are always good where you go and it's I think it's it's only a good thing for the sport. It's only a good it, thing. It definitely. I think two things. One, the this facility here, and also social media is that it's quite easy to go down to a place like or go down to Cornwall to travel down there and actually see faces that you recognise. It's not completely just paddling out into a blind lineup. <laughs> no. You don't know the locals. You don't know who's there. We the, the community across. I'm going to call it Southern England and Wales now. Yeah. yeah which is probably the surfing mecca other than maybe the Scottish and, and northern East Coast boys. Um, they keep that for quite for good reasons. They do, yeah. <laughs> the Scottish, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, I think, a, a much bigger connection between all of us now. I mean, like, what are the chances of you and I ever having met 20 years ago? Not a chance. Wouldn't, wouldn't but have happened. That, you know, absolutely. We, we might have paddled past each other down in Cornwall, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> if well, that, yeah. but... Yeah, um, quite, Chris. I mean, like, Aaron... Yeah. Aaron... Aaron... <laughs> Yeah. First time met him down at Mother Harvey's and it was just simply swam past each other like, hey, you part of the Bristol Quarter and having a fat chat and it's just that small, even that small thing like that just yeah. opens people up to be a little bit more inclined to have a chat in the ocean yeah. as opposed to like standoffs, like get off my way or something. <laughs> yeah. 
cool. I think that's a pretty cool place to, to, to wrap it up. Thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks Ken, for having us. Connor and Al. I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed today. Uh, getting to surf with so many bodyboarders in the water. The vibe was epic. Standard of surfing was really high and uh, just so much fun. And then afterwards, getting a chat with the Welsh Bodyboard Club, the Bristol Bodyboard Club, and the English Bodyboard Club. Just really excited to see what's going on within the bodyboarding scene in the UK at the moment. Uh, so thank you guys so much for jumping on. And then just another shout out to the sponsors for today. That's Hempoid CBD, Surfiers, and Sea Monster. You guys have been super generous. I couldn't have asked for any more. If you want to pick up any of those products, all the links are on my Slab Bodyboarding Instagram bio. With Hempoid, there's a 25% discount code and just follow the link. Seamonster will give you 10% off. Uh, again, just follow the link through the uh, the Instagram bio. And Surf Ears is an epic product that uh, just protects your ears uh, from the wind and cold. But uh, for now, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we should have another episode up pretty soon.